0: The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. So right now, though, I want to talk about uh, the visit by the Ukraine President Vladimir Zelensky to the US. It seems to have been, on the face of it, a very successful visit to the US and the White House over 24 uh, hours. A massive aid package has been pledged to the country in order to help them continue their fight against the Russian invasion. Here is President Zelensky expressing his gratitude in the U.S. Congress yesterday.
1: Financial assistance is also critically important, and I would like to thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you for both financial packages you have already provided us with and the ones you may be willing to decide on. Your money is not charity. It's an investment in the global security and democracy that we handle in the most responsible way.
0: That was President Zelensky speaking in the U.S. Congress. Jim Townsend was the Deputy Assistant Secretary of Defense for Europe and NATO during the Obama administration. Jim, an absolute pleasure. Thanks a million for taking the time to speak to us. What is your assessment of the trip?
1: Well, I think the trip was a great success. It really was. The speech that uh, the President Zelensky made before the Congress was... Very emotional. uh, And it was something that really struck at the heart, I think, of a lot of the members of Congress uh, in that in the audience who might have been on the fence thinking we were spending too much money. But the rhetoric, uh, the call to arms, the deep understanding of why we fight uh was uh, so moving that i think it's going to be hard for those particularly in the house of representatives who might want to pull back the throttle on assistance i think given what zelensky said and what he laid out for next year i think um i think his his visit was a great success he got what he needed
0: well i mean that 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 reluctance that partial reluctance to fund the war effort in Ukraine i mean is that a reflection of wider society in the us is there is there some degree of 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 kind of circumspection suspicion about what is happening
1: no i don't think so it's been uh it's been heartening for me to see throughout the us there has been a lot of support for zelensky a lot of support for ukraine an understanding of the stakes and i think those that listened to his speech uh before the congress and also the press conference yesterday i think they even got a bigger dose of uh, of understanding and a desire to provide support i think it's it's really a small band of uh Congress people, uh, first of all, who were just elected, will be taking their seats in the new Congress in a a few weeks. And also in the U.S. public at at large, I think there are – it's a small group of isolationists or Trumpists or others who are are looking to pick a fight with the Democrats. It becomes more political than it becomes something that's anti-Ukraine or pro-Russia. It's more of a political – uh, cast to it here in the US. I think overall, there's pretty strong support for Ukraine uh, okay. here, both in the Hill, and I think it's going to last.
0: And uh, Has President Zelensky then got, got everything he's asked for? I mean, well, what else was on his wish list or what else continues to be on his wish list that maybe he hasn't gotten so far or that's more problematic for the US to provide?
1: Well, um, he hasn't gotten everything. I think he certainly wants to have uh, the uh, the long-range HIMARS missiles that uh, these missiles that can reach further into Russia, and I think the the administration is worried Ukraine might use that. To take the war deeper into russia and and escalate things and bring in the u.s so there's that there's tanks there's other aircraft that um that that he wants from us Zelensky wants from us and there's reluctance to escalate things by providing that so so you know who knows what the next year will bring the brutality that we're seeing uh put on ukraine by the russians whether it's the bombing of these cities or it's the uh, atrocities that they are discovering every day in Russia, that kind of thing can move the administration to release those things as well. Mm. So we might see that in the year to come. Uh, th- there has been
0: a and i, I do not want to sound like i'm I- i'm in any way dismissive of of kind of the grim reality that people in ukraine face i'm not for a moment but there has been a dampening down of the rhetoric around the possible or probable use of of larger weapons like you know nuclear weapons for example i mean is, is that an assessment you'd agree with
1: well i think i think putin rolls out uh, that nuclear saber uh and shakes it every time that there's something that happens that he wants to try to scare uh, Europe, he wants to try to scare the United States. So um, for instance, when uh, Ukraine uh, sent missiles into the bridge across the Kerch Strait, Mm. or when they, when the kerosene was lost, uh, that's when Putin shakes that nuclear rattle and says, any more of this? And uh, this is a weapon we might be forced to use, but then he walks it back a few days later. So, Um, So I think he's going to keep that rhetoric in his toolbox and he's going to he's going to bring it out every now and then to try to shake us. And I think for 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 Western Europe and for the United States, uh, we've got to be strong and understand that um, he's expressing the success. uh, He's expressing his opposition to the success uh, that Ukraine has been having. And that's been supportive by by the West. So I don't really see him actually using a tactical nuclear weapon. I see him really trying to threaten it and to scare us.
0: Okay, so we might see that rhetoric reemerge time and again before this conflict ends. And Jim, I mean, is there any sense emerging where you are as to how this conflict Ends. How does it, I mean, do, do, do we find ourselves in kind of a, a frozen war that lasts for years? Is there unanimous victory for one side or the other? Is there an uneasy peace? I mean, is, is, is there any sense that we're heading down one road more than another?
1: You know, uh, it changes constantly, and it changes depending on what's happening on the battlefield. Um, I mean, you you laid out some very possible scenarios, and no one really knows which which route will be the one that takes us to the end of this conflict. But what we do know is both sides are really dug in for the fight. There's going to have to be more fight uh, to take place in the coming year before we have an idea of what shape a peace could look like. But right now, no one on either side is expressing uh, the desire to do that. They're doubling down. Uh, They're coming up with new ways uh, to torture Ukraine, particularly, such as these assaults on their cities. Uh, so I uh, I don't see that there's any end in sight, and I don't see that there's a path that we think is going to take us to that end. All I see is more fighting ahead.
0: Yeah, which I suppose bodes uh, uh, doesn't bode very well uh, for the people of Ukraine, the people who continue to suffer, as you said, particularly with the, the targeting um, of civilian areas. Before I let you go, then uh, Jim, you mentioned Trump and Trumpists. I just wonder, like, if 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 we are still in the same situation we are today. You know, next year, as we get closer to a U.S. presidential election, I mean, given the tribal nature of U.S. politics, the degree of support that is offered to Ukraine is going to get sucked into that debate, isn't it?
1: Well, I think it will be uh, sucked into it. I don't think it'll be a major part of the debate. I think when we get into the presidential election season, it's going to be a lot of domestic Uh, discussion on domestic issues and the culture war that's causing us to be polarized here. Uh, That'll be the leading topics. I don't think it'll be Ukraine. I don't think it'll be the degree of assistance um, that might crop up when they talk about foreign policy. But, you know, in our presidential elections, we don't talk that much about foreign policy. So it'll be there, but I don't think it's going to be a, a major thing. Uh, and um, and we'll see who the Republican nominee is. Uh, Trump has announced, but there are some other Republicans who think he's a weak uh, a weak candidate, and they might throw their hats into the ring too. So we've got a battlefield in the United States too that's <laughs> going to have to do some fighting before we know who's going to run for president on the Republican side.
0: Well, Jim, listen, it's been an absolute pleasure speaking to you, and thanks, many for taking the time, and Happy Christmas as well uh, to you and yours. Jim Townsend is Deputy Assistant Secretary, or was rather Deputy Assistant Secretary of the. Of Defence for Europe and NATO during the Obama administration. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from 4. On News Talk.